Advent, a most joyful and prayerful time, a time of hope, belief, love, forgiveness, and faith, a time when most of us come together despite our differences to celebrate the preparation of our Lord's birth. The spirit of his coming has landed us right in the middle of the most festive time of year, the Christmas season, a time of celebration, gathering, joy, and promise. But this year's preparation for Jesus's birth looks different. It feels different. It is different. A year of COVID, isolation, racial inequality, injustice, border walls, and immigration. Is that really that different from the first Christmas? According to our biblical roots, the time of Jesus's birth was not a time of unending festivities, joy, endless parties, secret Santas. There was no Black Friday or worrying about whether snow would be on the ground for Christmas morning. It was a time of great consternation, anxiety, uncertainty, fear, and darkness. Often, when we come upon this time of year, we refer to the much nicer and prescribed story of peace on earth and goodwill towards men to fuel a frenzy of activity around the holiday. I know that's the story I like. We rarely speak of the oppressive nature of living in the days of Jesus's birth, the fear of rulers, slavery, and the plight of poverty and mass migration to safer lands. This picture depicts a familiar isolation and almost deafening silence among a hopeful people waiting for a sign from God. Does any of this sound familiar? It nearly parallels our modern world. This past year, 2020, has been like no other. It will certainly go down in history books. Can you even remember what the year prior looked like? This year has been filled with something I have liked to refer to as a movement. Not a moment, but a movement. A movement I thought surely I was prepared for. A lifelong visionary of liberal thinking, I've spent much of my adult life actively seeking avenues to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion before I even know, knew what those terms fully meant in both my personal and professional life. Yet I never really knew the levels of oppression dealt to so many for so long. Sadly, I prescribed to the textbook story of our history, which revealed to me a different level of equality and human rights issue. It went like this. It was a terrible time, but it happened. And we learn from it. And we have come so far. Saying so much and so little about how we handled things then and now is very profound. The cleaner and nicer version of history plays out to not cause us pain or distress. We want a fairy tale. Maybe not a fairy tale, but a happier ending often not the real story. When word came out that Trinity was engaging in the sacred ground curriculum and dialogue, I was all in. A self-proclaimed nerd and lover of learning in all forms, this was right up my alley. What a better way to flip that narrative on the oppressive times we we're living in than to join like-minded individuals and talk about how racism and the impact it was wielding in our modern world and how we could make changes for the good, for the better. I envisioned our group meeting and joining forces to right the wrongs, so to speak, to make good trouble, 
in our minds and in our little corner of the world. Surely that was the plan. Let's go forward and make our mark would be our battle cry. I mean, I'm prepared for this. I think I can contribute as well as learn. This, the time is right. I'm ready. We are ready. This will feel good and it will be good. And it checks all my boxes. Check, check, check. I'm doing it for my children and my children's children. The fight to end injustice. Little did I know that my mind's eye and what would really happen over the course of the next 10 week curriculum would be so much more. Indeed, it has been an empowering experience and it has been an experience of tremendous awakening. It has been a journey on rough seas, almost unnavigable. These past 10 weeks have been empowering and they have also been raw, emotional, reflective, brutal, cruel, embarrassing, uplifting, joyful, spiritual, divine and holy. Sacred Ground offered an amazing, amazingly challenging curriculum that created introspection and honest reflection in a safe space that allowed vulnerability, a tenant of lifelong learning, as we waded through the heavily laden waters of oppression. The historical evolution of oppression in our country, much of what we thought we knew, and some of which we did, brought about constructive exchanges of dialogue and a penance on behalf of the wrongs that have been and still are being committed against subsets of our population based solely on the color of their skin. The oppression we spoke of and learned about is not new. In fact, its history dates back to the beginning of time, weaving a long and sordid tale throughout the fiber of our existence, observed in the form of intentional separation, negligence to equality, silencing of voices, and marginalization of opportunity, just to name a few. We learned our history books shed only a partial truth, at best, to the angle and ferocity of actions by those who came before us to demonize and enslave individuals based on their skin color. Is this sounding familiar? We discovered that Christians were front and center in this atrocity, using their belief in our God to advance this deep-seated hatred. We learned that it was much more than history, however, as it was alive and well in our world, in our neighborhoods, in our school, and possibly most damaging, our families. We struggled. We cried, we got angry, but we kept moving forward in the knowledge that change can only come if experience, if we experience all these emotions organically, honestly, and with intention. What if this time, which was sad and, and struggling for all of us, was actually more than just a minute, but a movement? What if our movement is simply an extension of the movement that began so long ago in preparation for Jesus's birth? A movement towards something, justice, equality, forgiveness, compassion, hope, and faith. So what did we accomplish with Sacred Ground? I can only speak for myself and my group, fondly referred to as the Hive, as having committed to making this curriculum more than a minute of our time in our life. In the breadth and scale of life and time, and with all that is going on around us, we committed to making this a movement unparalleled to any other movement we have ever been a part of. 
if we have really truly ever been a part of one at all. We took the first step of a million steps that it's going to take to keep this movement alive. It is the human movement, the movement where respect for equality and differences are recognized and inequality and injustice are challenged. The movement of changing our lens and focus to ensure our brothers and sisters of color no longer fight alone. The movement of Jesus Christ, this was our movement. That is what we did. We found ourselves on the path towards a closer, more intimate relationship with Jesus. In retrospect, I would say we were and we are on a movement to prepare for his birth. Surely, this is what was happening during those cold and frightful days and nights leading up to Jesus' birth. People gathering to prepare their lives for something better, for something only God can manifest, faith. The second can candle of Advent represents faith and is called Bethlehem's candle. Micah had foretold that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, which is also the birthplace of the King of David. So as we light our candles, let us think about this movement in time that has been manifesting for so long. Where do we go now and what do we do? What can we hope for in the future? In the second week of Advent, possibly we can reflect on how we can love deeper, judge less. So where do we go now? What can we hope for in the future? In the second week of Advent, Possibly we can reflect on how we can love deeper, judge less, embrace more than we thought we could ever bear, and respect the events that are happening around us as it is our time, our movement. Our movement for faith and for better days, <clears throat> a world awaiting the birth of our Lord. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. May you all find peace and a renewed faith as you continue your movement this holiday season. God bless.